Welcome back, everyone, to another segment of Rabbi Jeff's Spirit of where we attempt to understand the meaning behind the instructions of our sages and how it's relevant to our lives today. We do this, of course, using the thoughts of our teachers before us and try to make them applicable to our times. Feel free, please, to contact me with any comments or questions at rjfromlj at aol.com. The Pirkei Avis Podcast is a project of the Intentional Jew Podcast Network, where we actively encourage Jews to think and engage in the search of how to be intentionally Jewish. Check us out on intentionaljew.com. The Mishnah is chapter 3, Mishnah Ches, chapter 3, Mishnah 8. And the Mishnah says that Rabbi Dostai Rabbi Yanai, Rabbi Dostai, the son of Rabbi Yanai, said in the name of Rabbi Meir, Anybody who forgets one thing from his learning, so then scripture considers it the same wording as we saw yesterday, not but as if he was as if he is responsible for, um, for his own soul, meaning that anything that happens to him is really um, his own doing. And we bring a proof text for this. Because it says, Raki that you have to guard yourself and guard your your life greatly. That lest you forget the dvarim, the things, that your eyes have seen. Now, Yachol, the word Yachol, which in standard Hebrew means you're able to. But in, in um, the Mishnah and the Talmud, the word Yochum means you might have thought. So you might have thought, Afilu Takfa Love Mishnah, so that you might have thought that even if you forgot something because it was difficult for you and that it was your, your learning got the best of you, in other words, it was hard and you couldn't remember it because you never really got it. And, that, and therefore, if you forget that kind of stuff, you're also going to be responsible. Talmud Lomar, that's why the verse says, Lest you remove from your heart all of the days of your life. You're only going to be responsible until you take them and you forget them, you remove them from your heart. Okay, so the question on the Mishnah, I, I think, is, is relatively obvious. The first problem with the Mishnah is, is that, and, you know, many people have reached that age that, you know, we always say it's, it's a senior moment, so we forget things. It's natural. How can a Mishnah start off with words like that? They're like insulting. Somebody forgets something from his learning. He's considered as if he's responsible for his, he's, he's, he's ruined his life. I, I didn't do anything. I just forgot. I woke up in the morning and I just didn't remember. It had nothing to do with me. I didn't, I didn't want this to happen. So why are, you, why are you putting it in such a terms that you're saying that I'm Mishayev Benavsho? Hashochech Mishnaso is something that's very normal, very natural. It happens. That's problem number one. Problem number two is the mission then seems to go on to talk about specifically a situation where you're taking it away from your memory. How do you take something away from your memory? Where you sit there, it says, actually, yosir, until you take it away from your heart. So, so what do you do? You sit there and you go, I'm going to forget this. 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 You know that that's a guarantee that you're never going to forget it ever in your lifetime. 
anything that you say, you give it like a bracha rishonah for. You say first, you know, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm never going to remember this. Yeah, you're for sure going to remember it because you said that. So what does it mean, until you sit down and you take them off your heart? You can't take things off your heart. If they're in your heart, they're in your heart. So what does this mean? Plus, of course, what's the ethical message of this Mishnah? The Mishnah is saying that don't forget things. I got it. The Mishnah is saying you have to try to remember. I got it. But what's the ethical lesson? What's the, what's the Mishnah really trying to teach me? I'm just going to stick up the Mishnah one more time in case anybody came after I put it up. Okay, it's there. So I think that to understand the Mishnah, we have to understand exactly what is shikha, what is forgetfulness, and what is zikaron, what is memory. And I think that it's really very, very simple. As far as the Torah is concerned, zikaron comes, remembering something comes, when you recognize its value and its importance. When the Torah says, Zohar the Torah says six times we have to remember certain lessons. The Torah talks about the mice of Miriam. The Torah talks about the exodus of Egypt. The reason why we have to be Zohar, these things, we have to remember them, is that we have to, what the Torah is really telling us, is that we have to put an importance on them. And we have to recognize the value of these things. Because when you recognize the value of something, it stays in your mind. Now, granted, sometimes you might have to do a little mnemonic. We'll talk about that later. You might have to do some kind of shtick to keep it in your head if it's just a fact. But if it is important to you, so then it stays inside of you. And that's the reason why very often a person is, can be insulted if another person doesn't remember their birthday or doesn't remember an anniversary. Because it doesn't mean that you're forgetful what it says, the message that it says to another person is that it wasn't important enough for me to have it stay inside of my head. When you have a zikaron, when you have a memory of something, it means that you're paying attention to it. You're recognizing that Torah is something that is critical to our lives. And that when you recognize that it's something, it is your, your life. So then it's not going to be forgotten. We're not talking about dementia. We're not talking about Alzheimer's. We're not talking about, God forbid, what happens to a person later in life. That you have no control over. That's not called shikha. That's a disease. That's a sickness. Shikha is when something is not important and therefore it doesn't stick inside of you. That's what forgetfulness is. You know, the Torah says an amazing thing. The Torah says that when you see, there are two parashos that are next to each other the parsha of the Sota and the parsha of the suspected adulteress and the parsha of the Nazir, of the Nazarite. The Nazarite takes a vow, he can't do certain things. He keeps himself on a certain level of Kedusha, a certain level of holiness. And the rabbis ask the question, of course, and Rashi brings it down to Chumash, that why do we have these two parshas next to each other? And the reason that is given, the reason we have the two parshas next to each other is that anybody who sees a Sota, anybody who sees the suspected adulteress, the Kilkula, see her degraded and see her drinking the, the potion and dying on top of the altar. So then he has to be Yazir Atzmam in a Yayin. He has to make himself a vow and abstain from wine because he recognizes that the reason why she was in this position, 
the reason why she's a suspected adulteress because there was a certain looseness, a certain, uh, a certain, a certain kind of lifestyle that she was living, and that most certainly involved wine and involved involved parties and involved imbibing, involved indulging, and therefore she had to. He, when he saw this happen, he had to say to himself, "You know what? I'm never going to let this. I'm I'm never going to forget this." I'm never going to forget what I'm seeing, and therefore I'm always going to be careful, and I'm always going to live a certain kind of way. It's going to make an impression on me. So rabbis ask a brilliant question. The rabbis say, why does that guy have to make a vow? The person that should have to make a vow and have to, have to really implant in their memory the, what they saw and to make a commitment never to let that happen in their own lives should be a person who never saw somebody die up on top of the altar because of being a Nazar. It should be somebody who never had that experience because the person had the experience, don't worry, it's in their memory. They saw it with their eyes. They saw somebody blow up. You're not going to forget that very quickly. You're not going to, you're, you're not going to, that's not going to be gone from your life. You don't need a reminder. You don't need a memorial. You've got that inside of you. It's clear. So Rabbi tells an amazing thing. A rabbi say, Davka, the person that saw it, needs the memorial. The person who never saw it, hears about it. He knows that it exists. He knows that it's a passion. The Torah is very afraid of it. He's wor- very worried about it. But the person who's already experienced it, the person who's seen it with his eyes, so then the natural shikha, natural forgetfulness will take place that the person will, will sublimate it, the person will put it in the back of their head, the person is, you know, we have this thing, we see things, we say, oh, my life is going to be changed forever. Fifteen minutes later, our life is back to normal. It's just what God implanted in us. He gave us a natural sense of shikha, natural sense of forgetfulness. And therefore, we have to ensure, we have to do something to make sure that it stays in our memory. Zikaron, we have to show that this is something that's critical to us. It's important. The lesson meant something to us. And therefore, we are Yazer Atzmam and We make ourselves Nazirim from wine. We separate ourselves from wine. We put a monument in our lives to say that this is something that's valuable and important to us. We need that because we're Dafka in a position where Shikha forgetfulness can take place. You know, they say that the that on the sea, the maidservant at the sea saw something that was as great as the greatest prophet. She was able to see God in, the, in a way that was more clear than what the greatest prophet in the Jewish people ever saw. And now rabbis wonder, why do they call her Shifcha Shabiyam? Why do they say the, the manservant, the maidservant, they saw something in the sea? They weren't maidservants anymore. They weren't servants anymore. Once you see a vision of God, you're called a prophet. Why don't we say that the budding prophets saw something greater when the sea split than even our greatest prophets? Why not call them a prophet? Why are you calling them a maidservant? Because they saw it that day and they went to sleep that night and they woke up the next morning and they blighted a maidservant. They stayed the same. They put no monument in their lives. They didn't show that the event that they just saw was something that was so critical, that was something that was so earth-shattering that was going to stay implanted in their memory forever. And because of that, even the crossing of the sea, even seeing God, even that faded from their memories. 
because that's what happens when we don't put something and show its importance, then it's easily to be forgotten. Shikha, forgetfulness. Like I mentioned, there's a certain amount of forgetfulness that's natural. There's the sickness of forgetfulness. There's also a certain koach, a power to forget that God put inside of our heads, that if we did not have that power, we could not have relationships. Because I would never be able to forget the slight to my covet, to my honor that you did. I would never be able to forget the disappointment that you caused in my life. A woman would never be able to have a second child if she didn't have the ability to have shikha, the ability to have a certain amount of forgetfulness. We would never be able to get over the death of a loved one if we didn't have a certain amount of shikha, a certain amount of forgetfulness. The Talmud tells us that it's forgotten from the heart after 12 months. It doesn't mean it's forgotten, but it means that it's removed from the searing pain of the heart. It's moved into another place in your existence, and you have the ability to be able to deal with that. It's the reason why when a parent dies, there's 12 months of mourning. Because there is a system, the natural system that takes place, and it takes 12 months for that pain to move from the heart into the mind, to move from the heart to the back of the head. And that's the reason why there isn't Yud Beis Chodesh 12 months for the loss of a spouse, or for the loss of a child, or for the loss of a sibling. Because the loss of a parent, there is a normalcy to the loss of a parent. To the loss of a parent, it's dor lech dor ba, generation comes, generation goes. But the loss of a spouse, the loss of a child, the loss of a sibling is not normal. There isn't a, it's not part of a system. There was no reason for them to be gone before I'm gone. And therefore, there is no way to be able to be, to, there is no way for it to just go away. There is no system for it to fall into a place of shikha, for it to fall into a place There is, no, there is no place for shikha, for forgetfulness, because there is, there is no natural forgetfulness because it's not part of a natural system. But that's the kind of shikha that is natural and normal. But there is the shikha that is not natural, and it's not normal. And it's the forgetfulness that comes because we remove it from a place of importance. And when something is concealed and something is hidden, it loses its light. And when it loses its light and it loses its connection to God and to reality, then it becomes forgotten. It's fascinating that the word choshech and the word shochach are made of the same letters. When something becomes darkened, when the light, the godliness, the specialness is taken out of it, then it naturally becomes something that is forgotten. And that's what the mission is telling us. What the mission is telling us is that call anybody who forgets a dover echad a person who forgets something from his learning, is talking about somebody who removes it from his heart because he shows that it's not important. 
He doesn't review it. He doesn't go over it. A person doesn't connect to it. It doesn't, it doesn't become part of his experience. And therefore, it's mischayev benafsho. Because you're wasting your life. Because if our life is kiem chayenu v'yorichyamenu, if this is our life and the measure of our life, it is our days, it's our whole existence, Torah. If connection to God is the whole reason that we're here, then when we show that that's not valuable, then it's mischayev benafsho. Then we're doing something, we're diluting the very existence that we're meant to be living. And it doesn't mean because something's difficult, says the Mishnah. That's understood. That's part of natural shikha. Hueno mischayev bin nafsho, he's not going to be responsible until he's yeshev, until he's sitting. And yesire me libo, and literally removing from his heart. How do you remove it from your heart? By showing that it's not important. By showing that everything else in the world is important. My father, Shalom, used to used to give me a hard time when I was a kid. I was this, this font of information. I just picked up, I was like a Snapple cap. I had, I had facts and figures and information, all kinds of stuff running around my head. My father used to tell me, Halavai. And, and one of the things I also, I also knew, came out by heart, was the TV guide. I could tell you exactly when, what program was on, how long was its duration. For many of them, I could even sing for you their, their theme songs. I had all of this running around my head. My father said, with all of that, there's no room for anything, anything real inside your head. Halavai used to tell me that you should know Torah and you should know the Gemara that you're learning as well as you know all this stuff. Yasir Melibo means that we're sitting and we're putting other things in there. We're showing that other things are valuable and important. Other things are the centers of our life. And therefore, what that does is, is that literally it removes it takes those things away. And it takes, it takes away because of its lack of importance. It takes away Torah. So let's spend a moment on what really causes shikha, what really causes forgetfulness. So the first, as we spoke about, is filling our head with shtuyot, filling our head with other things. It uses a bandwidth. It's called a hesachadas. We're literally removing our minds from our reality. But there are other things that cause shikha. Our rabbis tell us that if a person gets angry, that kas calls, causes shikha, causes forgetfulness. By Moshe Rabbeinu, there are three times in the Torah of Ayyiks of Moshe, the Moshe Rabbeinu got angry, justifiably so in each one of those times, and he forgot a halacha. He forgot a law. We say that that's not a punishment. But the reality is, is that Torah lives inside of a beautiful vessel, inside of our neshamas, inside of our souls, inside of our seichel, inside of our minds. And when we break them, so then the Torah that's inside leaks out. And shikha is caused, caused when we break the vessel, when we break our midos, when we express negative characteristics. That's when shikha takes place. That's when forgetfulness takes place. Gaiva, holiness. All of these negative characteristics, taiva, kavod, they cause a break in the system and they cause a shikva, a forgetfulness. 
There's another thing that causes forgetfulness. And that's an over-involvement in darkness, in gashmias, in physical things. And it, I've mentioned many times and will continue to mention, there is nothing wrong with the material world. We live in the material world, but it has to be put in its place. It's got to be utilized in the, in the spiritual world. It's got to be utilized to be able to get closer to God. It in itself is something that's dark. And I'll tell you an amazing thing. When God created the world, it says on, the world was finished creating, and then God, God rested. God rested. So everybody asked the question, was God tired? So the answers vary, but the most answers are that no, God wasn't tired. And my answer is God was tired. He got very exhausted creating the world. Metaphorically, of course, but what does that mean? Because the first six days, God was creating a physical world. It was all about physicality, material things. It was only until God created man, and it was only until Shabbos came, that now man took that physical world and brought it back to the spiritual, brought it back to God. Only now, only now God was filled with a sense of calm, with a sense of strength. But the exhaustion was because all he was involved was in material things. When all we are involved in are things that have no real ultimate purpose, no real ultimate spiritual purpose, that's what exhausts us. A baby is born, and a baby forgets. Torah in its womb, and as a baby is born, brought into this world, it forgets. Because when it's brought into this world, it's now brought into physical, material existence. And there is a darkness to material existence. And that child forgets its learning, but the learning stays inside of him. And therefore, all that child has to do throughout its life is to turn the lights on. And when he turns the lights on, the Torah comes back to him. That darkness, that material darkness that surrounds him becomes light, becomes something beautiful. In the Ten Commandments, there were two letters that were miraculous in the Aseris Hadibros. One was a Samach and one was a Mem. And the reason they were miraculous is because every letter was chiseled right through the stone. Miraculously, you could read Anochi Hashem Lekecha from the one side, you could flip it over to the other side, and instead of it being backwards, you would read Anochi Hashem Lekecha, I'm the Lord your God. You would read it the same in the front as you would in the back. And that's wonderful and good, but there are two letters that presented a problem. Because if you're going to chisel the letter completely through, an aleph, a base, they're all connected to the stone. But a samach has a center, a mem, final mem, has a center that was just suspended in air, that was just floating there. And when Moshe Rabbeinu broke the luchos, so the samach and the mem, they disappeared. The samach and the mem were the light. The samach and the mem were the miracle. The Samach and the Mem were the physical stone that was being connected to the spiritual. And then when that was destroyed, when, it was, when the darkness was brought into the world, the Samach and the Mem represents now Sam, represents a poison, represents an angel that is involved with Shikha, that is involved with forgetfulness. And there's one more thing that causes Shikha taking things for granted. Not just showing that other things in our lives are important, but taking for granted the beauty of the Torah that we have. 
Our rabbis tell us that God, in, a, in one of his verses, said that who knows why the temple was destroyed? And God says the reason that the temple was destroyed was because they did not make a bracha on the Torah before they learned the Torah. Now, when did that become a capital crime? Why is not making a bracha before the learning of Torah, Birchas Torah? why is that something that would cause the destruction of a temple? Why is that considered a capital, a capital crime? Shalobarcha b'tara t'chila means that they didn't recognize its importance anymore. It wasn't that they didn't say the physical bracha. They probably did say the physical bracha. But they were making the bracha like they would say everything, like they were reading off a laundry list. But there wasn't that sense of specialness and when we lose that sense of specialness, when we take things for granted, then they become dark and they become forgotten. And that's the shikha that we need to, we need to, to prevent against. So some methods of how to remember things. Torah tells us, Vishinantam levanecha, teach them to your children. The word vishinantam is a bit of an odd word to use to teach. There were other words the Torah could have used. But the word vishinantam is from the word vishain. A shain is a tooth, sharp. Vishinantam levanecha. That you have to make it sharp. to your, You have to make it sharp to your children. It has to become sharp to you. And when it becomes sharp to you, then you can put it into the zikaron, into the memory and the remembrance of your children. Another method of zikaron is by repeating, going over things, saying it over and over and over, singing it in a song. That's why when you walk into a Beis Medrash, you hear a song of Torah. You hear people singing when they're learning. Because songs we remember, it embeds them in our memory. We're told in the Talmud that if we study something 101 times, we'll never forget it. The Malach of memory is the Malach Michoel, whose gematria is 101. But the Talmud says there's a difference between learning 100 times and learning something 101 times. I don't know, for me, once you get to 100, that's pretty good. Well, how's a 101? What's that? How's that going to nail it into your head? Because it's that one more time, that one more push that shows its value and shows its importance. Giving mashalim, giving examples of things, bringing them down to earth, using your life as an example of what, of what a, of a principle means, of what a concept means, drives a point home. And most importantly, learning Torah has to be an emotional experience. Because when something is an emotional experience, then it's never forgotten. When you relate to something emotionally, it stays in your head. And that's why very often a person who is emotionally invested in something 10 years later will say to you, don't you remember when you did so-and-so? And it stays in their heart because it was in their heart. Because it wasn't just in the seichel, it wasn't just in the mind, it wasn't just an experience, but it was something that was emotionally connected. And that's the way to keep things in our zikaron, in our memory. That's what the Mishnah is teaching us. The Mishnah is teaching us, make things valuable and important 
And when you do, they will stay with you forever.